Good morning, everyone. It's Judith Hope You're listening to Mad Love. Um, yesterday, I was pretty wrapped up and passionate about that topic. I, I still don't get it. Please wear your mask and wash your hands. And also, uh, you know, if we could find some energy for just uh, regular shootings and murders and killings, that would be great. Uh, it doesn't always have to be, uh, you know... Uh, an officer-involved shooting to, to bring us to a point of, you know, maybe let's do something about this and uh, try to end gun violence in real and impactful ways and not just sound bites and uh, photo ops. So I did watch uh, early Saturday morning. I watched uh, Mary J. Blige's documentary on um, Amazon Prime. It was pretty interesting. You know, Mary's had a lot of pain. I can't say that I learned a lot from from her because she's very guarded. She doesn't really share a lot, even in a documentary. And, uh, you know, um, but I did gain valuable amounts of respect for her. I've always been a fan. You know, if you had told me in 1992 that, that Mary J would have like this 30-year enduring career, I would have been like, hmm. I mean, look look at all the one-hit wonders, but she was able to, and of all of Puffy's artists, she was really one of the few that was able to um, gain some wealth and, um, you know, stay relevant, you know, because a lot of his artists didn't do that. And uh, so kudos to her. I mean, she's a fascinating person. She's very guarded. Don't feel like you're going to learn a ton about her. But you will learn that she's resilient and smart and passionate and kind and is um, a willing and able work in progress. You know, she lets you know that she's had to grapple with a lot of things. One thing I did learn is that she was molested when she was five. And I did not know that. But uh, that would explain the guardedness. And it also, you know, she kept saying, you know, uh, little there are environments where little girls aren't safe and I don't think you realize because she's not that much younger than I am and I think you don't realize what that means or how that really feels until you're this age and you can look back at the little girl you were in in those moments of vulnerability um that that never happened to me but there were certainly very challenging tough lessons that I did learn the hard way um that wasn't one of them, but, you know, I had a lot of other challenges and, you know, I don't think, I don't think as a society and generationally, uh, people have ever stopped to be like, oh, let's, you know, let's explain it to the little girls. Let's keep girls safe. Let's talk to them. Let's try to provide them with protection. And I had a, a great dad who, uh, instilled in me a natural instinct of, how to protect myself and because he loved me so very much um I knew when love sound when it sounded not right you know when guys would try to you know sweet talk you whatever I'd be like I you know I've had real love from a man I know what what it feels like so I fell for the okie doke like any other girl just didn't stay there you know because I had a dad that gave me authentic and real Uh, love and consideration he was a fan and um, so I always did feel protected but there were other ways that I was vulnerable and um, neglected and 
didn't always have a shoulder, didn't have a ton of like emotional trust in situations growing up. Um, so yeah, I get it. And, uh, she's a fascinating woman. And again, you, a lot of who you are from girlhood to womanhood, you don't really understand and you don't really process it until you're, you know, in your forties and fifties. And, uh, you look back and you're like, wait, wait a minute, (laughs) you know? So that was interesting. Uh, then later there was, I was very busy this weekend, but I, I like to decompress and nothing was on Saturday night. So I watched the Whitney Houston documentary again. Why can I be me? And, um, you guys, it's just so it's riveting. I really enjoy watching it. I've probably seen it. Like my favorite documentary of all time is Amy. Um, the Amy Winehouse documentary is probably one of the best I've ever seen. Can I be me is more personal to me because I was around for Whitney Houston's ascension. You know, I really didn't like Amy Winehouse's music when she was alive. It was the movie that made me go back and really listen to it. Um, I was a fan of Whitney Houston's. I saw, I think uh, one of my friends, her mom got us tickets to the Muni to go see Whitney Houston. And uh, if you're not from St. Louis, the Muni is an outdoor uh, like municipal theater. And it was really uh, the beginning of um, Whitney's career. And man, she could have put the microphone down. I mean, she was just belting out those songs. I was like, damn, this girl could sing. And I just took her for granted. I didn't realize people hated her music and hated because she didn't sing black enough songs, which I didn't understand. And I watched her make all this history. And I personally just wish I had appreciated her more while she was alive. And I think if we all had done that, including her family, she might still be alive. Um, But yeah, those drugs got a hold and... She married a, a not great partner for her, and it just, you know, it's just really, really tragic. But it's an entertaining and interesting documentary, <clears throat> excuse me, because it really points out to not only the flaws in the music industry, but if if you don't know who you are when you get famous, uh, it's bad news because you don't want the world to tell you who you are. And I think that's true all the time, but especially if you get famous. And why anybody would want to be famous, I don't know. But uh, that was entertaining. And then at some point, I also caught a, a few minutes of the Tina documentary on HBO Max, which if you haven't seen, it's also extraordinary. And her story, you know, like I, I think I chronicled it a few months ago. You know, Tina always felt like she shared her story so they could stop talking about it. So people would not... Uh, continue to associate her with Ike. But the opposite happened. The more she talked, the more people were intrigued by her story. And like I said, then sometimes your story is not for you. Sometimes your story is for other people. And when you have that platform, see, that's the difference between being born in the 30s and being born in the 90s or the 80s. You know, you got all these people who think they're activists and they they share their story so freely on social media because they're helping people or whatever, which I think is extreme. And then you have Tina, who's like, I don't even want to tell this story. I didn't. People didn't need to know Ike beat my ass like he did. <laughs> but uh, but, you know, people were intrigued because she was with him for like 15 years. And uh, the way she had to rebuild her life and her career uh, is extraordinary. 
And, um, you know, she's a hero to me. I, I love that. And I love that she came from St. Louis and, and, uh, took the world by storm. And, uh, yeah, women are strong and resilient and beautiful and smart and passionate. Some of my favorite people in the world are women. And I was never that person. I, it took me a long time to really love being a girl and, and being secure enough in that to look around and be like, Hey, women are awesome because <laughs> we don't live in a world that celebrates us. And if you're a black woman, forget about it. You know, before Claire Huxtable, there wasn't anybody on TV you wanted to be. You know, I didn't want to be a maid or a ex-maid or live in the projects or, you know, before Claire Huxtable, there was not really a ton of examples of grace and elegance and success. I mean, she had it all. And uh, yes, she's a fictional TV character, but I remember, you know, it just it, all of the cool women on TV that were independent and smart and doing gr- great things and had careers. And, you know, they were all not black. They were all white. I remember loving the Mary Tyler Moore show one day at a time. I thought Anne Romano was was awesome. You know, uh, everybody And then Claire Huxtable showed up and it's like, okay, but, you know, and now instead of, you know, the platform that people struggle to establish, now people are talking about, you know, these, the, the pentacle, uh, not pentacle, pentacle, the the pinnacle of female uh, sexuality and success right now are these rappers who have no clothes on singing about their vaginas. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just not understanding how that's all we have in terms of female empowerment. I mean, you have Beyonce, but thankfully she's taking a little break after 20 years, which I love Beyonce, but there was a lot of Beyonce for a while there. Um, and now she's a wife of, and mom of three. I'm sure she's busy. And, uh, you know, but some of these rappers, it's like you all think you're talking about female empowerment, but it doesn't sound like that to my ear. It sounds like hypersexuality and the same old okie doke. You're going to love me because you want to have sex with me. But that's the female flaw because men can have sex with you without being in love with you. Newsflash. (laughs) It's a hard lesson, but every girl learns it. But yeah, so I've covered a lot of female energy uh, in this short podcast, but Yeah, I mean, you know, I think women are awesome and I think we're smart and underrated. I think we are America's most underrated um, commodity. You know, we we are uh, really capable and powerful and strong. And when women stop defining ourselves by how men think of us. And yes, I'm speaking in in that old fashioned way, because that's the dynamic that I think that has shaped the world, uh, male, female. Um, And a lot of females define themselves and define their womanhood by the men who want to be with them or the men who they think love them. And, you know, there's so much more to life than that. And it's great to have a man's love. It's wonderful to have their respect. Um, But you define who you are. You define 
how your life goes. You get to say whether you're beautiful or smart. It it doesn't matter who else is uh, external to you telling you these things. You have to believe it. And a lot of times men will say anything. You know, we've all met that dude who will just say anything because they have a biological imperative to to plant seeds. Their bodies are different than ours. Their sex drives are different than ours. And they will say anything <laughs> to to uh, keep up their biological mission. And, um, you know, we've we all every girl has fallen for that. So you just have to sit back at some point and realize you are an amazing and wonderful person. And it's not because men love you. You're an amazing, wonderful woman because you are what God created you to be. And you're here. You're still here. And you're a mother and you're a sister and you're a daughter and you're a friend and you're an aunt and you're all these things, you know. And uh, I just would like to see us get celebrated a little bit more. You know, I'm I'm in a family where if you're a boy and you walk into the room, that's it. That's all you need. The boys are here. <laughs> you don't have to do shit. And, uh, you know, I've never known what that feels like because in my family, women do the work and you're expected to do the work. So, mm-hmm. well, I feel uh, like that's a downer, but. You know, that's life. Every every podcast isn't going to be super uplifting. But I also I also believe in the value of being a woman. So I hope there's some positivity there. And also check out those documentaries because they're all excellent. And, uh, you know, girl power and all that. I just feel like women are awesome. And it took me a long time to to believe that and feel that for myself And I hope that the younger women behind me and a lot of the younger women that listen to this podcast feel excited and empowered because, you know, we really do run the world. And in the most important ways, uh, women are the show. And uh, eventually someone other than us will recognize that. But we don't got to wait for that. Feel that inside for yourself. It's amazing and it's liberating. And that's part of what's great about getting older. You know, because you start to look back and be like, you know what? I've really accomplished some shit. Okay. At least that's how I am. All right. (laughs) I hope you have an amazing, amazing Tuesday. We are getting through July, baby. So if you got goals and things you were planning on getting to, you better get them done. And uh, we'll be talking about the uh, end of the year soon. You know, those that last push. Okay. So stay focused. Stay strong. Stay amazing and uh, yeah, be your very, very best all the time. Wash your damn hands. All right, bye.
that's ill, sir, blood, but no, and that's ill, sir, blood, but no, and that's ill, sir, blood, but no. I have dreams, I have thoughts. If you do, then you know too that one thing's clear. This just sometimes doesn't feel like love. If it did, it was showing the cards and was showing a heart. But we're going too hard. Our heart broken with scars. And we're growing apart. Girl, I don't mean no harm And I really hope this doesn't leave a scar But this ship is sailed well free of charge And really, the love we had kind of seemed to farce And it doesn't mean that our love was lost But uh, real talk, you know this love was off And if you ever think you might need to talk Just maybe, baby, I might receive the call This just sometimes doesn't feel like love If it did, it was showing the cards and we're showing a heart We're going too hard Our heart broken with scars And we're growing apart 